Whitfield Report. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, and joining me for this very special uh, edition of the show, my best friend, one of them, for uh, one of my best friends of 15, no, actually 17 years now that I think about it, uh, Mr. Ty Rowe, who is an amateur mixed martial artist and uh I've talked to Ty before on the show with some of you guys, uh, just kind of sharing a bit about my background. But, um, I mean, Ty, you have a very interesting history even before I met you. So why don't you just give just like a brief introduction? You know, who are you? Um, you know, it's Shit, there are so many details over the past 17 years that I've even forgotten. So, uh, you know, just take it away, man. Uh, yeah, thank you, Sam, once again for having me on the show tonight. And thank you, everybody who could tune in and watch. Um, yeah, so a little bit about my background growing up. Um, you know, I had a rough childhood growing up. Didn't really get along with my parents. Um very troubled, uh, full of anger in life, um, got arrested, out of jail, in and out of foster home. Um, when I graduated high school, I got kicked out of my aunt and uncle's house, had a breakup with my ex. I mean, it just, it felt like my whole world was clashing down. And, you know, it, it was a bad time because I started partying. I started drinking, doing certain drugs. I thought that would make me happy. You know what I mean? So I fell into drugs, alcohol, uh, hanging with the wrong crowd, doing stupid decisions, which ultimately worked out in my favor because it allowed me to give my life to God. And from there, it allowed me to lose weight and get into mixed martial arts and get into my first uh, competition in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu next month. Awesome. So um, a little bit about about the background for the audience just to kind of fill them in um i met ty way back in 2006 i think when we were both in 2006 middle, uh, school. middle school which you know some of you who uh you know may be listening to this some of you were either you know tykes or some of you might not even even been born yet which is hard to uh you know imagine but, um, you know, when I first met Ty, he was really struggling with things, a lot of anger issues. Um, but behind all the anger issues and whatnot, I, I saw a spark in him. Uh, I saw a good man deep down. And this is one of the things I've talked about in the show is, uh, you know, diving beyond what people may see on the surface and also maintaining your loyalty, um, you know, with your actual friends. I mean, I've said this before, but Ty is one of my brothers. We, uh, you know, our friendship isn't really a friendship. It's more of a brotherhood. It transcends uh, friendship in my book and, I mean, 
many people say they they empathize with me because I struggle with physical disabilities, and that may be true. But there are several other young men out there like Ty who, you know, struggle with other things, too. And I think in this day and age, Ty is, you know, potentially going to be a role model, um, you know, for lots of young men who are struggling out there. Um, so, Ty, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, this may kind of be a, a bit of a tough question, but, um, you know, you just mentioned that you were struggling with partying and with alcohol and drugs somewhat. But at what point do you think you really hit like rock bottom and you knew, OK, I need to make a change? Um. To be honest with you, bro, it was a lot of different examples. So I think when I really gave my life to God, well, right before then, I remember I called you and a few other people up, and I was just sad, depressed, lonely, and I felt like there was no way out. So I think you might remember I might have left you a voice note at one point, and I was like, dude, I can't do this anymore. I'm just feeling lonely, depressed. I just, man, I don't know what I'm going to do in life. I think the answer is ending it all. And I remember I told you that, and then you called me up and prayed for me. And that kind yeah. of lead my life to God, because at the time, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Um, like I say, I was still dealing with the fact that I got kicked out of my aunt and uncle's. Uh, the breakup with my ex the first time, and you know, just really crappy friends. Like it just, it felt like my whole world was falling apart, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, and I haven't shared this with too many people, but, um, you know, when, when Ty called me, you know, from what I remember, you, you kind of were on the verge of suicide from what I remember. And, um, you know, it was very hard for, that was very hard for me, and I just began to pray for it because, I mean, just to give a bit of background, Ty and I both know people who have, you know, taken their own lives. We, you know, we yeah. both know, we both know people who have decided to end all, who had so much potential, um, and so the fact that I was able to, you know, talk my my brother uh down from suicide i give thanks to god that he was able to give me the strength to do that because that was hard for me to do especially since i was going through a rough time uh having just moved to florida and kind of feeling lonely myself at the time since i didn't know anybody uh you know things are way different now obviously you know i'm i've be, been a bit more successful here and you know, things are trending upwards for me, too. But it is, I was thinking about this earlier today, there is something to be said for being able to endure through tough times. And I think those tough times make us better men. Um, you know, um, there are lots of young men who are still suffering you know, through depression. And in some ways, I think there are lots of, uh, you know, there are a lot more pressures on, you know, people in general, but I've noticed, especially with younger men, um, yeah. 
why do you think depression is so high in you know younger men these these days um you know i think it's high because of the pressure man the pressure of trying to find who you are as a man the pressure of what am i going to do with my life how am i going to be successful uh like you know who am i going to marry like you know i think i think it's a lot of things and it's what it boils down to is the pressure of finding yourself as a man yeah i mean i think also we have society now that really it it really tends to celebrate women more and i'm not saying that 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 that's a bad thing but i think in pop in popular culture i think there's kind of this thing that like men are bad or men are less than and you know you're always hearing about like toxic men and i don't really know you know certainly there are examples of bad men but I feel like those kind of get over-exaggerated in, in the media, and they don't like focus on good men like, you know, you or I or, um, you know, even like celebrities like Sylvester Stallone and Chris Pratt are kind of getting a, yeah. you know, not as recognized. Um, so kind of diving into what you're doing now, though, what was it about martial arts and Brazilian jiu-jitsu in particular that, like, drew you, um, you know, to it, just, like, as a discipline? Yeah, so it was a couple things. I'm going to be transparent on the show. Um, yeah, please do. First thing that happened was, honestly, I kind of got into a fight with a buddy. Of mine. I mean, we've patched things up now, but I got into a fight with a buddy of mine in the Park Meadows parking lot. And he kind of had a little bit of a boxing background when he was a kid and all that. And I mean, I'll give credit when it's doing, I'll be humble. I kind of got whooped on, you know. And then there was the other fight with, you know, who trying to, you know, claim some things that didn't happen. Yeah. I yep. So it, it was just like a lot of anger outbursts, a lot of fighting, like I say, hanging with the wrong crowd and trying to prove myself. And you know, then I had some health issues because I was almost 300 pounds. I mean, the heaviest I ever weighed that I knew of on a scale was 275, and that's pretty big. Yeah. Um, my health issues started becoming a concern when I started puking up blood uncontrollably and couldn't stop. So, yeah. there were two main factors, and I was telling my buddy Isaiah, who happens to be a mixed martial artist, he's like, and he kind of was getting all my case out of love. He was like, dude, like, you got to start getting into martial arts. Like, you got to start exercising, being careful. And, you know, after everything that happened with my health, the fighting and all, I'm like, you know what? This dude is right. Like, I need to learn discipline. I need to learn how to defend myself. I need to learn a way out, you know what I'm saying, to better myself as an all-in-all individual. And folks, I'll tell you right now, without martial arts, without Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, uh, MMA, boxing, like, I would either end up in jail or dead right now, to be completely honest with you guys. So I got wow. it when I made a post on Facebook. I think you might remember it from years ago. I said, hey, does anybody teach martial arts need to learn self-defense? So I posted that, and people were posting stuff, but what really caught my eye was, Prophet Frankie from church, 
he said, oh, Aaron Beasley would be a good contact for you. So I looked at his profile, saw his Muay Thai and MMA and all that. So I thought, you know, let me give his brother a shot and uh, see how he does, you know. So I messaged him, added him. I'm like, hey, my name's Tyro. Uh, you know, I uh, I saw a posting on my uh, post on Facebook about you and martial arts training. I'm very interested. So we started chatting on messages like, what are your goals? And I said, you know, I'm not sure right now. I'm just trying to learn self-defense, you know. So we got in touch and we started doing some sessions together. And it was crazy because I would have never thought I'd be competing in this stuff. Like, initially, all I wanted to do was get into it to learn how to defend myself. You know what I'm saying? So he started, like, talking to me more. And he was a brother. He is a brother in Christ, by the way. And he was just like, well, hey, man, I think you'd be really good in competitions. I'm like, wait, what? You compete in this stuff? <laughs> you yeah. Know? So he, yeah, so he started telling me about competitions, and we started training and getting ready for it. And little by little, like, I started meeting other people like Henry, Omar, Alex, and started training and sparring with them. And, you know, God had really put it on my heart to start competing. Um, hence how I got this jujitsu tournament next month. So all in all along, I was trying to do MMA and Muay Thai, but then I saw this and I've done a little bit of ground game, mind you, I've got some submissions and all that, but I saw a posting on Facebook for a submission challenge in Denver, Colorado. So I screenshot it and sent it to my now trainer, Henry Miha. And by the way, he's a born again Christian too, thanks to me and a few others. So praise God. Awesome. I sent it to Henry Miha, and I was like, hey, man, what do you know about this tournament? He's like, eh, not too much. Why, you want to compete in it? I said, yeah, I'd really love to if you're okay with it, and I'd really like us to focus more on ground game because, like, it's crazy because he was asking, like, okay, are you sure you want to do this? Because I can get you in an amateur Muay Thai fight coming up. And Holy Spirit was really leading me to do this jujitsu fight. So I said, you know what? I'm I'm sorry, but I'm just gonna go with this jujitsu tournament. So he texted back. He's like, you know, you're right, man. I think it'd be good for you to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. I think you should do it. So we'll train on jujitsu this next month and a half, and we'll get you ready to win the tournament. So, awesome. And what was it about this? Uh, jiu-jitsu tournament as opposed to the other one that really spoke to you specifically? Um, Like I say, Holy Spirit was leading me more the jiu-jitsu tournament. Plus there was a number of things too. Like you might remember I have a wrestling background from middle school and high school. Yep. Um, Yeah, and you know, I don't know, man. It's just something about ground game. Like I feel like my ground game is much better than my stand-up game. Hence having the wrestling background. Yeah, so led by Holy Spirit, being led by my experience, and yeah, that's kind of why ultimately I chose to do the jujitsu tournament. So yeah, so you you just felt called, in other words, to do this. There's not really a logical explanation. You just felt called to do this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, assuming that you win, because I know you're you're going to, um, it's up to God, man. It's up what to is, God. what are your plans, uh, 
I mean, do you think this is this something that you're just pursuing right now as a hobby, or do you want to do this pro- professionally? Um, where do you see this going? Yeah, man. Um, I really want to try to get into the UFC at some point. At least do a UFC tryout by the time I'm 32. Yeah. And I'm 29 now, by the way. But for now, yeah, I want to build it into maybe a professional MMA career. I want to compete in jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, win the belt. I want to, you know, I mean, I'm, right now we're looking at heavyweight. Um. My team and trainers are really trying to get me to leave heavyweight, but I kind of like that call of the heavyweight champ, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I've slimmed down tremendously. Like I say, the heaviest I ever knew was 275. I'm at 205 now, so I've lost a lot of weight. Yeah, um, you're you're looking good, man. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, uh, to answer your question, I just ultimately want to go to the UFC and just glorify God down the road through a MMA ministry, teach mixed martial arts and use that to do like a gridiron gang effect and really use that to minister to young troubled teens who need to know martial arts and self-discipline. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of alluded, alluded to this, you know, but earlier, but I, I think there are a lot of, uh, you know, kids out there who struggle with, anger issues and a lot of the same stuff that you do and I think instead of just you know putting them on drugs or you know medication or just simply counseling I'm not saying anything bad against you know counseling and medication but I think a lot of uh well let me ask you this do you think do you think your uh adolescence would have been better if you had discovered martial arts earlier in life or oh yeah totally a hundred percent like now don't get me wrong i did karate and wrestling when i was a kid and you know wrestling can be effective karate not so much depending on how you but i feel like if i would have gotten into mma as a kid and had the trainer training and support i had now oh yeah absolutely i think i would have learned to curb the anger, been more sympathetic, not have gotten into the fights I got into. And because, you know, the thing about martial arts, man, whether you're in MMA, uh, Muay Thai, boxing, Jiu Jitsu, Judo, wrestling, Taekwondo, whatever, you really learn uh, sympathy for other people. So even if some dude is so tempted to throw hands with you, right? They're, you're at a bar or whatever, you're on the streets or whatever. And somebody just has it in their head, they want to beat you up today, right? Yeah. If you guys go at it, you still have self-control at the end of the day to where you just dismantle them, but you don't, like, kill them or beat them up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's definitely, you know, something that I've always admired. I mean, not just with you, but with some of my, you know, physical therapists and whatnot, you know, are also martial artists. And one thing that always struck me is um, there, there's kind of a misconception that if you take martial arts, that's going to make you more violent. But in my experience, it's always calmed, uh, you know, people like you seem way more like at peace and just calm yeah. than you did like five 
years ago. Um, yeah. You know, you, you seem, and, you know, granted, I'm a little biased since I'm one of your closest friends, but you, you do seem, even like looking from the outside, like a lot more calm and a lot more, uh, you know, oddly like meditative at times it's it's interesting um so yeah and to add to answer your question like i really feel like it depends on the person because i'll give you a good example like money right yeah you're an a-hole to begin with like i think like anything that's meant for good will bring out the real use let's go back to the money so Let's say I give you 10 million right now. Now, knowing you and I, we're good men, we're gentlemen, like we do great things, right? I feel like if you get a lot of money, it brings the true nature of you out. So if you're an a-hole to begin with, it's going to make you more of an a-hole and not want to give to people. If you're right. high and generous, it's going to make you want to do more of that. You see what I'm saying? And I feel the same way about martial arts. I feel like, because you know, a lot of these fighters in the MMA or boxing or whatever type of pro martial arts, a lot of them were kind of in my shoes. Like they grew up getting picked on, getting bullied, were told they weren't good enough. Nobody gave a darn about them. And I feel like when you're like that, that'll bring a good fighter out of you and a more passionate, sympathetic fighter. Now, if you grew up like some other people we know had easy A's, um, they got everything handed down to them. They had life on the easy side. They didn't have to struggle or fight hard for what we did. Yeah, I think they're ultimately going to be more of an a-hole with martial arts. And they're going to think they can go around beating people up. You know, I mean, it's just like everything else. Either brings the worst out of you or the better. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because I I mentioned uh, you know that we were doing this podcast to someone, and I'm like, uh. And they, they literally said, like, oh, I hope your friend doesn't, you know, turn out to be like a, a Jake Paul or a Logan Paul or something like that. And I uh-huh. and I, I told them, I'm like, I'm like, believe me, like, you know, the Paul brothers, like, they're arrogant because they're celebrity. But, like, you know, this guy is, like, humble and, like, he knows what actual, like, you know, mixed martial arts is, is all about. So... Um, yeah, I mean, like I say, if anything, it brings out more of what you are. Like, if you were an yeah. to begin with, you'll be more of an a-hole and go beating people up. If you're a good, sympathetic, understanding, people-loving person, it'll bring more of that's where you're like, nah, I'm not going to hurt this dude, even though I can. You know what I mean? So Yeah. So, uh, I only have a few more questions uh on my end do you know uh now do you have like your uh fight card like set already do you know who you're competing against or any of those details or uh no we'll find that out on the day of the competition because they do weigh-ins at 8 a.m the day of the competition so then they get all those cards set up and then it goes from there um i know it's a double uh match elimination so if i lose one i can't lose another one or else i'm disqualified you see what i'm saying so so are you going to be fighting like uh, could you potentially be fighting like multiple people in this tournament or oh yeah oh yeah okay so it's not just this it's not just one exhibition match then you it, it it's a chance to 
you know, fight potentially several people. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like I said, it's a double uh, match elimination. Um, and the cool thing is it's submission only. It's not by points or time or anything. Submission only. Um, I registered in the fight as a no-gi, what's called a no-gi white belt. And for some of you who don't know the difference between gi or no-gi, so gi is like wearing that karate suit like Hoist Gracie. Right. First ever UFC. No gi is just wearing tight street clothes. So, and you know, I haven't been doing it for the longest time. Like Henry, he's a black belt no gi. Me, I'm going in this considered as a no gi, meaning tight street clothes, a uh, white belt. And the way the belt rankings are is I believe, I, I know like black belt's the highest and you have to be in it for 10 years, uh, white belt. And, folks, I'm not too sure, so I'm just going to say on one. No, I think then it's blue belt. Then somewhere along the lines, you get your purple belt. I mean, I know, like, purple's high. I think blue is the one after white belt. So that's kind of how that ranking system works, you know? Yeah. Um, what is it about – why did you choose to go no gi instead of, uh, you know, doing it with a gi? Is there an advantage or – yeah, so the only difference, like, okay, so in gi, they teach you to, like, pull at the sleeves, pull at the leg sleeves. Now, right. say you're in a street fight, right? And you know how some dudes are. Like, let's say he decides to take off his shirt and fight you bare shirt, right? Shirtless. Uh-huh. you going to grab onto then? Because in gi, you're only trained to grab onto the gi. You see what I'm saying? So, in my opinion, no gi is good because it's more realistic. And that's just because of the sole reason that you're not grabbing on the clothes to submit. You're grabbing onto their actual physical hand or leg and getting them to submit. Like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. So, um, well, uh, you know, are there any prizes or, you know, let's say that you win, uh, you know, it, so I, I guess like how is it laid out? Is there is there like potentially like a championship round that you could compete in or yes, um, um I know there's different divisions, like they got kids, they got teens, they got adults, they got gi, no gi. So like I say, they've got a division for no gi weight class, right? But I think I signed up for a no weight class no gi. Um I'm pretty sure that's what I signed up for. I'll have to double check, but if it's yeah. no gi class then I'm just in that no weight class, no gi division. So I could be fighting a dude bigger than me or smaller than me. And that's why I decided to go the no gi route. And I know this sounds weak for saying this, but I kind of want to rest, uh, grapple with a guy smaller than me so I'm more of a weight advantage. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Yeah. But, so, but to answer your question, um, there is a championship round. You get, they have first, second, third place. Um, not sure what the, I don't think I'm getting paid. I think it's like a trophy or something, or maybe a prize, like a small prize or something. But I do know they have first, second, third rankings. And that's my goal is to at least be in the top three. If not, God's will be done. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, hopefully, even if you don't like get like a cash prize or something, hopefully there will be someone watching there who could, you know, potentially, 
you know, scout you out maybe at some of the at some of these events. I I had a friend who, uh, you know, did amateur boxing in college, and he you know, granted, like, boxing and Brazilian jiu-jitsu are two completely different things, but but he uh he recently competed in a uh in a tournament. Ironically, his name is Tyler as well, and um he uh actually got scouted by a, a by a talent agent for a local uh, boxing federation here in Florida. So, um, do you know if there's any opportunities for you to, uh, you know, to get noticed here? Um, I'm pretty sure there might be a scout there that might notice. Um, There's different grappling tournaments and leagues, like there's flow grappling, like the IFBJJ or something along those lines. So, I mean, there is professional MMA like UFC, and then there's professional Muay Thai and professional Jiu-Jitsu and different subsections of that. So, I mean, there might be someone who, if I, like, let's just say if I was to get first place, right? There might be someone, hey, man, you want to come on uh, Flow Grappling or something? And I'm like, you know, if, if it's God's will, I'll do it, but. You know, there might be, I don't know, I don't know too much about it. I know little bits and pieces, but yeah, they may have a scout there that might be one beside me if I get good enough. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, I can't really think of too many other uh, questions on my end. Uh, anything that you'd like to say to the audience or anything you'd like to promote? Any? Are there any details I missed about this that I should know? That the audience should know about. I don't want to get into the full details of my story for whoever's listening, if that's okay. And maybe that might bring up some more questions. I don't know. You want to give that a shot? Yeah, just, uh, you know, dude, like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to share anything that you don't want to be shared. But by all means, uh, you know, let's go through your entire story if you want to. Bear, Bear your soul if you want. If you want to. <laughs> right on so. man so yeah folks like to to tell my story um grew up having a rough relationship with my real mom and stepdad um you know i've kind of come to forgive them though and make amends with them uh got arrested at a young age um went was in and out of jail in and out of foster care center and all that um got out with my aunt and uncle uh it didn't unfortunately it didn't work out with them either uh, so I, I, I was more so kicked out, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, like I say, folks went through all, all those hardships and like, you know, when I got out of high school, I got kicked out, um, you know, was hanging with the wrong crowd, drugs and alcohol, uh, break up with my ex the first time. I mean, it was a rough going life. Yeah. I, and also, and also this wasn't just like a one-time you know girl that you hooked up with this was a long-term relationship right right yeah so it was heartbreaking and you know heartbreaking the second time i should have learned but we'll get into that in a minute um so yeah it just it didn't work out it felt like my whole life was falling apart and i started eating away my feelings and getting more and more depressed i hate like literally i hated who i was I struggled with my self-confidence after that. I thought I was ugly. I thought, like, you know, I'll never get married. And and so I started finding comfort in food, and I ate my feelings away, you know. And 
like I said, I was doing a lot of smoking weed, uh, drinking alcohol, underage, and partying and all that. And at the time when I was diagnosed with bipolar, I just broke down crying right then and there, dude. I thought, man, my life's over, you know? Like, yeah. know how I could cope with that. And they're saying, you know, I'm going to be on meds the rest of my life and things like that. And I just, I couldn't cope with it, dude. So I started smoking marijuana along with other drugs that we're not going to get into. But I was really smoking weed a lot, uh, drinking alcohol. Cause I was a happy drunk. I wasn't like some people I know would get all mad and angry. Yeah. With it, you know? So I was a happy drunk and I was lied to by the devil. I thought those things would make me happy. You know what I mean? And I thought that would bring true happiness. And it was about my second year in trade school when I was ready to get out and graduate. And I ran into my longtime friend, another brother of mine named Terrell. And this was after I made the phone call to you about depression and killing myself. And the whole time you were praying for me and God answered your prayers. So what happened was, I remember I was sitting at a lunch table with some guys. I admit, I probably smoked before school and I was in there high as heck anyhow. Um, But Terrell came up to us. And, you know, we were having like a really worldly conversation, like who could out drink who who could date the most girls, you know, foolish stuff like that, right? And then Terrell came up to us and started evangelizing us and ministering us about the gospel. And at first, I kind of played off like, yeah, 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 whatever, you know. But later that night, something just burned inside my heart. I was like, you know, I think maybe this is the one true friend I can make. I think maybe this guy can really help me find what I'm looking for, you know? So I approached him the next day and I was asking him questions about like what church he went to and what religion he was a part of. And I didn't know if he was going to be Mormon or Jehovah's Witness. So that's why I did my investigating. You know what I'm saying? So sure. come to find out he was non-denominational Christian, relationship with God, really ministering to me. And it took me to a point where I was like, well, hey, can I come to your church? But like, yeah, man, we got Bible study night. Come on through. So I came through and I was like, you know, doing Bible study. It was a young adults group with a lot of cool, um, very related to God people. And I started digging into my Bible for the first time in a long time. And it was the New Testament because, you know, I grew up Catholic and everything. So I, I knew a, or what I thought was a lot about the Old Testament, but I didn't really know the New Testament very well. Right. So after the Bible study, Pastor Gerald, who was the pastor leading it at the time, but yeah, man, you got to read these books, right? So over time, I started reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Like I started reading through the whole Testament, a uh, New Testament. And slowly, I started falling in love with the word, man. Like, I know that sounds weird, but I started falling in love with God's word. I started like reading the scriptures and like learning them. And I was just like, man, this is totally different than what I grew up with in the Catholic church. And I was like, man, like, and I prayed, like I was even talking to God before I was saved. And I asked him like, God, just give me a sign. Show me this is really you. And he showed me through other people. And I heard from him a few times calling my name, 
So ultimately, it led me leading, giving my life to God on stage. I remember they were singing the song, and I just somehow felt compelled to go up on stage, right? So I did, and the apostle at the time was like, hey, why are you up here? What's your name? I said, my name is Ty, and I'm here to give my life to God. And they started praying for me. I said the prayer of salvation. And once I got done saying that, I felt like some huge relief came about me. Like, I felt better. I couldn't explain it. Like, I felt some sort of Holy Ghost come into me and give me a spirit of relief. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was so happy. I literally walked home listening to praise and worship music that day. And I just knew, I was like, okay, this is it. Like, I'm going to heaven. I'm saved, you know? And it took a lot of growing in faith after that because I was still drinking and smoking and doing worldly things. And what got me to quit all that was uh, kind of a couple things to it that like one, I went to a party that I heard God told me not to. But, you know, back in 2014, I was like, yeah, YOLO, you only live once, you know. So I went to the party and it ended up getting raided by the cops and I was running for my life and things like that. And then God started giving me dreams and visions about losing everything and, you know, what my life would have been like. And he also gave Terrell a vision about what would have happened if I kept drinking and smoking and doing drugs. And it was hard, man, because I would have lost everything. And by everything, I mean everything. So I had to make a hard choice. And ultimately, I said, you know what? I'm not going to let these things define me. I'm not going to let bipolar define me. I'm not going to let drinking, smoking weed, hanging out with bad friends. So ultimately, I decided to do what it said in the Bible and girt your loins, meaning put your big boy pants on. And I'm not going to let these things define who I am. So I threw out all my marijuana. I threw out the lighters. I got rid of all the drinks. Like, I pretty much poured them down the toilet and flushed them. And I was like, no more. This is all stopping. I'm changing the future, you know? And then I cut ties with a lot of friends I was dealing with at the time. I texted them. I called them. I said, hey, you know, I wish you the best, but I have to end this friendship. I'm a man of God now. I can't be doing these foolish things, but I'll keep, like, you know, just keeping them lifted in prayer. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. One thing I want to ask you about that is, uh, how did, how did they, how did they react, uh, to that? Because like, I know that like, in my case, like some people were like, okay, whatever. Some people were happy, but then other people were just like actually angry with me, you know? So like, what was your experience? Uh, same thing you know okay whatever oh man come on now all good for you like you know a little mix of everything yeah so yeah so i gave my life to god quit doing drugs and alcohol but i was still struggling with the health issues kept growing in faith but then like i say i kind of fell short a couple times and got into those fights um feeling like i had to defend myself and then, like I say, the incident came up where one day I was at the light rail station and I just couldn't stop puking blood. Like I knew something was up. 
So they took me to the hospital in the ambulance, and they ran some tests, and the doctor pretty much told me, like, hey, you got to get your diet under control, or you're going to drop dead, dude. Like, you saw me, my triglycerides were high, blood pressure was high. Like, it was bad, dude. And you're only 27 at this point, right, yeah. if, I, if I remember? Yes, yes, 27 at the time. Or, well, I think, like, 25, 26, around there. But, yeah, around that age. Wow. Yeah, so really bad health issues. So I told my buddy Isaiah what was going on, and he was just, like, telling me about getting into martial arts. You know what I mean? Yeah. So up his advice and then like i said earlier i hit up buckshot started training with him but come to find out he was the same man too you know what i mean so i was telling him like you know hey i kind of want to get in this to kind of be the bully now you know what i mean like i want to be in control i want to show those people who they were messing with you know what i mean yeah and he ministered to me he's like man do you really want that like, the best way he described it was, like, look at yourself in the mirror, but when you do that, picture you don't see you, you see them. He's like, do you really want that? And I was like, no. Like, I had to rethink it over, you know what I yeah. mean? So, it, it took a lot of growing in faith. Um, and then people started ministering to me once I told them I was doing Muay Thai. They're like, yeah, you're going to compete. And I'm like, huh, what? <laughs> Like, yeah, I it, yeah, like I did not want to compete in a professional or amateur or whatever match. I thought I was just going to learn self-defense, get even with people, get out, like live my life, show them I'm the bully now. You know what I mean? But people were literally ministering to me and being like, yeah, you know, you're going to compete. You're going to get good at it. Like you're going to start uh, going to matches and tournaments. And they even start ministering that, you know, you're going to use this to get an MMA ministry going, and you're going to help young troubled teens. And I was like, well, for real, like, I didn't see it, but God started showing me in my dreams about my MMA ministry. So that, what he That's awesome. Me, yeah, so what he showed me was um, kind of like you saw in a vision, and so did Deke and Tim confirm this. I'm wearing a red and white cape, but it's mainly white with red letters, and it's Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. So he said, and he told me this a few weeks ago. He's like, yeah, I see you in your white cape with red letters. So I'm like, dope. So, you know, I just, I didn't, I didn't take it well at first, but then I'm like, you know what? This is what God's called me to do. It's not my will be done. It's your will be done, Lord. So I just accepted it, started training harder and better. And like I say, ultimately got into this um, MMA tournament, lost a lot of weight training. And I was just so determined because for one, my health issues, two, because of everything God's called me to do. And I'm just like, you know, there's more to my life than meets the eye. There's more than just sitting around all day, not doing nothing, going from job to job, like, no, I'm called for a bigger purpose, and that's to draw close to God and to minister the gospel in the way people want to hear it, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so what God showed me in a dream was, like, these young kids that wanted to challenge me, they're like, oh, we think we can beat you up, you know? 
And in the dream, like, I'm going against one of the kids, like the gang leaders of the little kids. I'm just like dodging every hit they're throwing at me, right? And they're like, whoa, like, how do you do that? I'm like, well, why don't you come to my dojo and I'll show you, you know? So, and, you know, God showed me in another dream where I was just like ministering to these young troubled teens. And I was like, hey, guys, we're coming to the end of the season. Like, I don't know what's going to happen with you guys or where you're going to be. But if any of you want to accept the Lord and don't feel like you're doing this for me, if any of you want to accept the Lord, raise your hands and I'll come pray with you. And in the dream, they all raised their hands and I prayed for them and they were saved on the spot. That's pretty powerful stuff, man. I mean, I know that there are going to be some skeptics, you know, that listen to this, some, you know, atheists that, you know, listen to this because I'm a pretty wide variety of people. And I, I just yeah. urge I urge the skeptics out there to, uh, you know, just to, you know, go back and maybe re-listen to this podcast again, you know, or maybe, you know, later on, you know, if you are so inclined, reach out to Ty and ask him, you know, if you're if you're a skeptic, because, I mean, I I can attest being, you know, witness to Ty's story firsthand. I mean. Man, you've you've really changed, you know, personality-wise and physically. You actually look younger now than you did even a few years ago. I don't know, you know, I I don't know how else to explain it, but you look fantastic, uh, and you look you look ha you look happy, man. I'm utterly yeah. ha happy for you. Um, well, we are coming up on the hour so i i kind of want to wrap this uh you know pretty quickly but any uh final kind of words of inspiration and where can people find you if they want to get in contact with you yeah so before i say any of that i just want to add let's end the podcast in closing prayer which we'll do after this sure um but yeah folks let me tell you guys something before i gave my life to christ I was an agnostic. Like, I didn't believe in any set religion. I just believed that there was a higher being. So I'm telling you, folks, like, Jesus is the only way to heaven. He loves you. He cares for you. God wants to have a relationship with you. And I'm urging you, folks, like, do it before it's too late. Like, yeah. God won't judge you. It says in the word that nothing can separate us from the love that God has for us. Yeah, I want to do two prayers before we close out. I want to do a salvation prayer for those who want to have a relationship with Jesus, who want to know they're forgiven and to be saved and go to heaven. And just remember, folks, nothing, and I repeat, nothing will celebrate, uh, uh, separate you from the love that God has for you. And if you need to reach out to me, I'll give you my number and email address on air because I want to see that you're saved. You're doing well. You have a relationship with God, and you're forgiven in love. So my wow, he just doxed himself on air, ladies and, and gentlemen. Feel free to hit me up, folks, if you have any questions, 
concerns, want to know more about me or my relationship with God or having a relationship with God, please call me. But first, Sam, I just want to say a prayer of salvation for those who don't know the Lord, who wants to know the Lord. Then I want to close out in a closing prayer, if that's okay. Sure. Yeah. I just want to interject here real quick too. You know, I usually don't, uh, you know, I, I've talked I, my faith a bit on this show, but I've never really prayed on air before because I do believe it is something sacred and personal. But in this case, I'm willing to kind of, uh, you know, I'm willing to separate a bit from my on air personality because this is my brother that we are, you know, that we have on for this Monday uh, show. And so, you know, this is the discussion that we've had is, you know, I'm kind of discarding my on-air personality for tonight. And so this is just both of us being raw and unfiltered and neither Ty or I really hate anyone. You know, we don't, we're not saying that, you know, Christians are better or superior than other people, but this is just our faith and what we believe in, and we want to spread the gospel and yeah. what, we, what we believe as men of faith. So, yeah. yeah, and you know, man, that's part of our calling in life is just to go out there and get the gospel known and to draw closer to God. Those are the only two things. Yeah. I just want to open in this salvation prayer. If any of you want to change in your life, if any of you want to better your relationship with God, if any of you want to see results, I'm going to say this prayer little by little, and I want you all to repeat it after me. And then we'll go to closing prayer. Are you, So is that okay, Sam? Yeah, just, just as long as we hit under 60 minutes, but we're good. So. Okay, so let me make it quick then. So repeat after me, folks. Dear Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Father. I confess. I confess that I have failed you, that I have failed you, but most of all, but most of all, I failed myself. I failed myself. I sinned. I sinned. I trespassed. I trespassed. And I went against you. I went against you. But I'm praying to you today. But I'm praying to you today. That you accept me. That you accept me. And your word says. And your word says. That if I declare. That if I declare. Jesus is Lord and Savior. Jesus is Lord and Savior. And that he rose again from the dead. And that he rose again from the dead. And if he is al- and that he is al- risen and alive. And that he is risen and alive. I will be saved. I will be saved. So I confess that all right now. I confess that all right now. With my mouth. With my mouth. And I declare, Lord. And I declare, Lord. That moving forward today. That moving forward today. I have a relationship with you. I have a relationship with you. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Breathe your life into me and give me Love. Breathe your life into me and give me love. And Lord, just show me how to go be the person you called me to be. Lord, show me to be the person that you called me to be. 
I fight the good fight moving forward. I fight the good fight moving forward. And I am your soldier in Christ. And I am your soldier in Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I pray, amen. I pray, amen. So yeah, folks, if you just said that prayer and said it wholeheartedly and meant every word you said, you're saved, folks, like you're going to heaven. There's nothing that's going to separate you from the love of God. You have a relationship with him. Please, once again, call. So let's go ahead and close on prayer and we could both pray, okay? Okay, I, I, real quick, I hope you don't get too many trolls, dude. Dude. Man, man, you know what? It's all good, bro. I'm all about seeing people have a relationship with Jesus. I do it for the kingdoms. All right, all right, brother. All right, so let's pray out. So, dear Heavenly Father, I just come before you, God, and I thank you for this opportunity to get my testimony out. And to be able to share the gospel and my testimony and even be able to share with my brother Sam. Lord, I thank you for the friendship we've had all these years and us ministering and being there for one another. And we just thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord. And we pray for favoritism. We pray for strength. Holy Spirit, set your fire in this tournament. We pray, you know, God, my will not be done, but your will be done. But please, God, give me the strength and power and agility to do well in this tournament. And I thank you for Sam. I thank you for the brotherhood, the friendship. And we just thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And Lord, I just want to thank you for giving me the opportunity for 15 years now to uh, do this show, to come on air uh, through Thicken's in, no matter what's going on, to be able to uh, speak in your name and be able to, uh, you know, do investigative journalism, do interviews, and to have deep conversations like this one. Uh, Lord, I thank you for my brother in Christ, Ty, who has been with me for even longer and who has been, you know, a, an intimate part of my life. And, uh, Lord, we just pray for him in this coming month, uh, that you guide him in this tournament, and uh, that he may uh, be victorious in the tournament. But, of course, we know that he is victorious even even if he loses because he has you. And, uh, Lord, I just pray that this podcast may reach those who, you know, desperately need to hear it. And uh, we give thanks and praise in your name. And uh, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks, everybody. Thank you, Sam. Thank you for having me on the show. Love you guys. Appreciate you all. And thank you very much. Not a problem, brother. Folks, we'll be back uh, Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern on Rumble. Um, Until then, folks, God bless. God save this great nation. As my friend John Neary likes to say, another brother in Christ, God, freedom, legacy in that order. And I'll see you on the next show, folks. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye.